Jesus. Jesus' name above all names. That's why we're here, to keep our eyes on him. Some of you are weak. Some of you are wounded. Some of you are wondering how you can make it through today and tomorrow and next week. Some of you have come needing to hear a word of hope. Some of you have come needing to be reminded that you are not alone, that you are not forgotten. Some of you are here because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Whatever you are going through, whatever challenges in life you are facing right now, whatever joys you have experienced, whatever blessings for which you gave thanks, it's all because of God through Jesus Christ. It's all because of Him. I know I stand up and say that a lot. As I prepared this week, part of me said, what else can I say but Jesus? What else can I say? I want you to experience Jesus the way I have experienced Jesus. He is a deliverer. He is King. He is the worker of miracles. He is the Redeemer. He is Savior. He is the great I Am. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God for the gift of His Son, Jesus. And rest assured, some of you I know are thinking, I still don't understand. I still don't get this Jesus. And that's okay. Keep, like I say, keep asking questions. Keep reaching out. Keep asking God to reveal himself to you. Don't just sit there. Ask the tough questions. Talk to us. Let's figure out together who Jesus is and and what Jesus wants to do for you and in your life. He doesn't want you to to remain chained and burdened. He wants you to have victory. Victory over sin, over addiction, over challenges in relationships, over the pain that somebody caused you, over the pain that you caused somebody. He wants you and me to have victory. Thanks be to God. So, Jesus and his disciples were hanging out, the Bible says, in Caesarea Philippi. And the Pharisees and Sadducees were testing him, continually trying to trick him. And it was a very confused time and area. So Jesus got with the guys and said, so what's the word out there? Who do they say that I am? And the disciples said, well... Some of them say you're a prophet. Some of them say you're Jeremiah or John the Baptist. Some of, you, some of the people say you're even Elijah. And Jesus looked at the disciples and said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter, Simon, Jesus named him Peter the Rock, said, well, you are the Christ, son of the living God. 
He named it because he had experienced it. And Jesus said, this wasn't revealed to you in flesh and blood. This came straight from the heavenly father, straight from my spirit through the heavenly father to you. And he said, because you see who I am, because you have claimed me as Christ, son of God, son of man, all of the church, all of the believers will be built on your belief. Build the church. That's us. We are part of that. So Jesus was saying to him, everyone who knows me like you do will be part of this huge kingdom. I want to know Jesus like Peter knows him, knew him. Jesus, son of God, son of man, the Christ. And he goes on to say that, that all of the, the, the trials of hell will not keep the church from professing Jesus Christ as king. That's what we need to be about today. That's who Jesus is calling us. That's how Jesus is calling us to live. Because I believe when we know who Jesus is, like Peter knew who Jesus was, then we know who we are what our identity is. Our identity, our righteousness, who we are is all because of Jesus. When we know who Jesus is, Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, friend, then we know who we are as one saved by the blood of the Lamb. Does that make sense to you? If not, hang with me and I'll try to make it more clear. In the Bible, there are over 200 names for Jesus. You, you have your favorites, I'm sure. Light of the world, Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, the Great I Am, the Bread of Life, uh, Great Light of the World, the Alpha and the Omega, the Beginning and the End. It goes on and on. Jesus, name above all names. Jesus was the name that Angel Gabriel told Mary, you're going to conceive and have a son, and he will be called Jesus, the one who saves. Christ, the anointed one, the chosen one. Back in the times of Jesus, anointing meant set apart, being consecrated for something special. An anointing with oil was done for kings and priests and prophets to be set apart, consecrated for ministry. And God said that Jesus would be the chosen one, the anointed one, the one set apart to save the world. Jesus, the Christ, Messiah, the King, the Deliverer, Lord, is a title of respect, the one who was set apart to rescue. Some of us in this place today need rescuing. There are places in our life that we have done all we can and we don't know what to do next. And Jesus is just waiting for you and for me to say, I can't do it on my own. I need you to be my rescuer. I need you to be my deliverer. It is in you that I put my trust. Savior, one who rescues us from danger, 
If we are being so distracted by the world, if we are so confused in the chaos of all that's going on around us, then you and I need a Savior. We need to be saved from the great danger of distraction. Messiah, the Anointed One, the Chosen One, Jesus, Deliverer, He brings spiritual freedom, spiritual forgiveness. He brings individual health and he brings wholeness to all of us. And he brings a promise. He brings the promise of hope for today, for tomorrow, and for all of eternity. Let's go to the prophet Isaiah. Turn in your Bibles or find it on your phones. Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42. The more I study in this prophet, the more is revealed about how Jesus was in the world from the very beginning, created in the image of God, God with us. Isaiah 42, I want you to remember that this was was prophesied about 715 years before Jesus was born, but this is what God told prophet Isaiah to tell the people. Here is my servant. This is talking about Jesus, both when he was, came from heaven to earth the first time and again when he comes back, whenever that day will be. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out. That means he won't claim what is right, his rights. He's not going to say, hey, what about me? He's going to humble himself. And he's not going to raise his voice in the streets, but in a bruised reed he will not break, meaning he's going to defend the weak and the powerless. He's not going to put people down. He will deny himself, put himself down, so the weak will be defended. A smoldering wick he will not snuff out. He's going to cause the the fire, the little flame of God to burn brightly again within his people. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his law the islands will put their hope Scholars say that, he, that, that the prophet's talking about these remote islands in the Mediterranean that even the remotest parts of the world will, can and will experience the hope and the freedom through Jesus Christ. This is what God the Lord says. He who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on the on the earth. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. You see, Jesus is all about righteousness and faithfulness. That's how his justice, that's how the freedom, that's how the redemption comes. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. That's our lineage. We are grafted in God's chosen people. We are part of that. 
You are going to open eyes that are blind to free captives from prison, to release from dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, the master of all. That is my name. I will not give glory to another or my praise to idols. He's saying God is the only God. He's not even going to say that I'm God above all the other gods. He's not going to admit that, to acknowledge that there are other gods. God's saying, I am. I am sovereign. I am holy. I am the Lord, the master, creator, redeemer, sustainer of the universe. Verse 9, see the former things have taken place and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. Jesus makes all things new. It says, Paul says later in the the New Testament that the old has passed away and the new has come, that we are new creations through Jesus Christ our Lord. What part of your life is old and, let me just say it, crappy, and you need new life? You need that spark to be revived, that you need victory. That's what Jesus is here for this morning, to allow you to experience freedom, to open up to that love, to that justice that you and I have because of the blood that was shed on the cross. He makes the foulest clean. He makes beauty from ashes. He makes new from the old. In Philippians 2, you know this, some of you, that Jesus humbled himself to death on a cross and God exalted him to the highest place and he gave him the name above all other names. That if they so choose to believe and to profess that he is Lord, they can have freedom. They can have redemption reconciliation. They can have a life that's worth living. And someday, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then in in prophet Zechariah, we don't go there very often, but it talks about how Jesus will come again. That's what we remember on Christ the King Sunday. That not only did Jesus come bringing heaven to earth to to bring redemption, but he will come back. And on that day, prophet Zechariah says, there will be one Lord and his name will be the only name. So you see, the truth of the gospel is Jesus was and is to come and will come again. So this morning I want you to do I read this recently. I want you to think about this statement. Cultivate confidence in God's affection for you. Cultivate confidence in God's love, God's affection for you. I grew up on a farm. The cultivator stirred up the dirt, made it ready, made it fertile and and moist so that things could grow. Where are you in opening up to receiving 
God's love through Jesus Christ. Cultivate confidence in God's affection towards you, especially in your areas, your places of weakness. All of us have them. All of us have these things that, that uh, where we stumble, where we fall short, where we miss the mark, where we get distracted by things of the world. And we need to continually open up to the love, the mercy, and the grace of Jesus Christ our Lord. Did you know that God loves spending time with us? We were created, you know this, we were created to worship Him, to be in relationship with God and then with other people. Prophet Zephaniah, another one of those that we often don't go to, but I've been going there quite a lot lately, says this, that God, our Heavenly Father, is mighty to save and he takes great delight in us. He quiets us with his love, and he actually rejoices over us with singing. God sings over us. I have a sense that God dances over us. God rejoices with us. And it's not just when we are doing well, when, Jesus, when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. And he sees the blood that was shed on our behalf. And he sees someone created in his image. Someone who has worth and value, who is loved beyond measure. You've held a baby. I don't know if this is a, an appropriate image or not, but I love to, to see myself kind of cuddling up in God's arms like a baby. And I love to, to have that image that God is nurturing me or, or scripture says like a, a hen gets her chicks under her wings. We are sheltered in the, his wings, scripture says. I love this image that, that when I take time to be near my heavenly father, when I say that Jesus is Lord of my life, then Jesus sings over me. That there is delight. That's a beautiful image. Some of us don't think much of ourselves. So we can't acknowledge that Jesus is Lord of our lives. Um, Mike Bickle, author and, and um, teacher, tells a story about a woman who, who tells Jesus, you know, in her imagination, hey, I want to do more I want to love my neighbor. I want to love my neighbor as you have taught me, Jesus, to love my neighbor as myself. And Jesus says, well, you are. You don't think much of yourself. You despise yourself. Thus, you despise your neighbor. You see, it starts with us. When we receive the love that Jesus has for us, when we open up to his freedom and his victory, when we allow him to be king of kings and, and lord of our hearts and lord of our lives, then he continues to bless us with his love, with his mercy, with his grace. Perhaps God is saying to you this morning, my child, I love you. I want you to have the power 
that comes from my name, the power that comes from the victory through my blood that I shed on your behalf. Would you, would you receive the love I have for you? Would you let go of some of those things that you're trying to handle on your own? What do you need victory over today? Is it your self-worth? Is it your, your, uh, the way you are trying to remain in control? Is it things that continue to bind you? Jesus, the name above all names, His name has the power to save. His name breaks every chain that binds us. His name has the power to deliver us, to to justify and sanctify us, to purify us. His name has the power to stir up in us a desire to serve Him and to serve our neighbor. The name of Jesus gives us the power to live with hope each and every day. I'm going to ask the band to come forward and they're, they're going to lead us in singing Worthy is Your Name. And I want you to pay close attention to the lyrics and let that be your prayer that Jesus is worthy of all of our praise and our honor and our glory. But I also want to encourage you to allow God's Spirit to speak to you. What do you need victory over? What is a challenge in your life that you are facing, that you're trying to to deal with on your own? What do you need to let go of? Perhaps you just simply need to bow down and say, yes, Jesus, you are worthy. You are Redeemer. You are my friend. You are the way, the truth, and the life. I believe that Jesus is calling you and calling me to respond. I don't know how that response will look. I say it a lot, but don't just sit there. Let's pray. Jesus, you shed your blood. We are covered by that blood. It is all because of the cross, the the cleansing The stain of sin that was crimson has now been made white as snow because of you, Jesus. We want to live as your people. You are worthy of your name. So we humble ourselves before you and we give you all of the glory, the honor, and the praise. Jesus Christ, Messiah, the King. Amen.